0: This is Adam Carriker on the ticket. Position right of the quarterback, out of the shotgun, first and 20, Jailbreak screen in the air, it is tipped, it is intercepted by Carriker at the Missouri 21-yard line! Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, eight-year NFL vet and All-American defensive lineman Adam Carriker. Shotgun snap to average, he's got the left arm going and now he's got a whole lot of Adam Carriker who rips him down inside the... 93.7 A 937 a ticket and the ticketfm.com. Here's your host, Adam Carricker.
1: Welcome everybody into Adam Carricker. On the ticket. It's the first ever game day edition. Of this hopefully fine program. Now, the first ever Friday edition of this show was right after the Minnesota game, which of course was on a Thursday night. And obviously, I've been doing the Monday edition of this show for months. Hopefully, you've been able to join me for those editions. Now, it's a Friday game day, Friday Night Lights version of Adam character here on the ticket. We got a loaded show. I've got multiple, multiple, phenomenally phenomenal guests. all right Nick sayner's going to join me here in about ten minutes he's gonna drop that knowledge and the former black shirt all right mr mo barry is gonna be joining me at 12 30 and i got a whole plethora of questions for him as well before we light that candle before we dive into this game before we have a whole lot of fun just remember and never forget ge landscape supply has pavers and boulders great accents for any backyard landscaping project they sell to homeowners and contractors and they deliver anywhere near or far, stop by at 6701 Corner Square Highway. Check out GE Landscapesupply.com or call 402 467 1627. And as always, the people's segment 402 464 5685. The last 10 minutes of the show. Some of your questions, your comments, your concerns. If you've ever wanted to ask a former Husker, a current media member, of which I guess I am both, a question. This is your opportunity every Monday, every Friday, last 10 minutes. All right, 1250 to 1 p.m. Hit me up. Call or text 402-464-5685. All right, let's dive into a couple of things before I'm joined by Nick. Then we take a break, and I'm joined by Mo, and then we take a break, and then the people segment. And then you find some other way to fill the rest of your time of your day without me in some way, shape, or form. I don't know if it's possible before the Husker game tonight. All right, Nebraska, Illinois, where the S is silent. Both teams come in at two and three tonight. The Illinois having a rough season. They're not thrilled with the way their season is going so far. Okay. Much like the Huskers up to this point. I don't know if the record of two and three is shocking. I don't know that it's where we would have hoped to have been. But if we walk away three and three after tonight, hey, we're on track for six and six at a bowl game. I think the way the last game went, I know I dare to bring it up. My apologies the way the last game went left a sour taste in people's mouth. Not that we lost, not that the score wasn't incredibly close. We know Michigan's better. We know they're probably a lot better. It was the fact that we had absolutely no fight in any way, shape, or form that bothered me and other people. And I'm curious to see because I'm here to tell you, a Sunday full padded practice, full go, the day after a game, when you just played the number two team in the country, I've never heard of anything like that before. I really haven't. Uh, I've seen where bye weeks turn into scrimmage practice every day, every single day. I've seen where two-hour practices turn into three, three three-and-a-half-hour practices and then get marked down for 90-minute practices, 20 hours a week, my butt. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, you'll get it. If not, I'm sorry. The deal is this. I've never heard of a Sunday the day after a game or Monday after a Sunday game, if you were in the NFL, being full go like that. Now, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, I'll tell you why, because it sends a message that, Hey, what just happened is not okay. Number two, we're going to find out who really wants to be here. Cause I'm guaranteed. There's been some guys that have hit the transfer portal. I guarantee there's guys that leave the team over that who really wants to be here. Okay. And what happened yesterday, if this is back to last Sunday, looking back to previous Saturday, is not okay. So I am a fan of what took place. Now, Matt rule came out and flat out said, you're going to find out what this team is about tonight. All right. You're going to. I'm going to try to find the exact quote because I actually just saw it again this morning. Here it is. And I quote, everyone in Nebraska will find out about this team next Friday night, which is obviously not tonight. We'll find out about me, find out about them. We'll find out about all of us on Friday night, end quote. That was Matt Rule after the game. I am looking forward to tonight for multiple reasons. And yes, it's weird that it's on a Friday. And it seems like we almost always play Illinois on a Friday. How does this team respond? How does Illinois respond? Purdue isn't very good this year, and they just got mollywhopped by 25 points to the Boilermakers. By the way, Ryan Walters, Purdue's new head coach, was Illinois' defensive coordinator back when they at one point had the number one defense in the country last year. So that had to sting just a little extra. right? And defense, Illinois' defense this year – I mean they're struggling they got a new young defensive coordinator they're giving up almost 420 yards a game okay almost 240 pass yards a game almost 180 rush yards a game so defensively they're hurting okay they had to hurt extra to get beat bad be get beat bad by purdue who's not very good and then by their former defensive coordinator in his first year at a new school okay So how does Illinois respond? How do we respond? How do we respond to how Illinois responds? How does Illinois respond to how we respond? How do we respond to how they respond to how we respond? I don't know if I said that all right, but it was fun to try to say fast. Illinois quarterback. I had a transfer quarterback from Ole Miss. All right. Luke Altmaier. Five TDs, seven INTs on the year. So he's a guy who prefers to throw it to guys in the other jersey as well. So that'd be great if he kept up that trend and kept up that attitude. That'd be most helpful. All right. The black shirts. I know Michigan didn't go well. You go to the previous games before that, the black shirts have actually played pretty well this year. The one thing they haven't done, well, they got to get after the quarterback more, especially lately, recently. It's if you got a blitz, blitz. It'd be great if you didn't have to all the time. But they got to get more turnovers. We have an offense that you need to give extra possessions to, you need to give a short field to, you need to make their life easier. Okay. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the black shirts can do as far as forcing some turnovers maybe this year. Illinois' offensive line isn't very good. We should be able to get after the quarterback. Right, Illinois defense isn't very good. Illinois offensive line isn't very good, which has probably contributed to their uh, quarterback Santa Claus mentality of "you get an INT, you get an INT, everybody gets an INT." I know I'm making that joke, and uh, <clears throat> we had to switch quarterbacks for similar issues. But I'm going to pick and choose the facts and stats I want to pay attention to because that's what I'm going to do here today because it's a game day, of Friday night's Nebraska Huskers version, Husker football version of a game day. All right, I want to. You know what's interesting? I had all these facts, all these stats. All right. I didn't get to hardly any of them. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see everything I printed out. You can see everything I circled. All right. Didn't get to any of that. That's okay. We're gonna bring on a true expert. All right. 93.7, the tickets own, Mr. Nick Sayner. How you doing, my friend? Adam, appreciate you having
0: me on, man. How's it going? Dude,
1: life is good. Life will be great. We get the win tonight. Mm-hmm. So I want to get your thoughts on this. Yeah,
0: because
1: it feels weird. It's a Friday night game versus Illinois. We're not even halfway through the season yet. I feel like it's the biggest game of the year. Am I the only one that feels that way? How do you feel about well, that?
0: Well, I think you look at Nebraska's schedule, and I hate to do that schedule talk. Right? It's such an off-season competition to, or excuse me conversation to have. But you look yep. at this stretch of four games that Nebraska has coming up, and it's hard to look past Illinois. And say, all right, yeah, Nebraska, they're going to need to beat Northwestern. They're going to need to beat Purdue. They're going to need to beat so-and-so. I think we always look at this magical path to six wins, right? And Mm -hmm. I think the reason that a lot of us believe tonight is a must win is because if Nebraska truly wants to make a bowl game and get to that six-win benchmark... You kind of need to start with tonight, I think. And I I think it starts with a pretty bad Illinois football team. Now, I think I want to be careful about how bad I say Illinois is because it's somewhat of that hesitant, we need to look in the mirror at Nebraska because they have their fair share of struggles as well. So I I always get kind of off, off the beaten path here, I think, personally because I'm so quick to say, yeah, look, this is Michigan's. These are Michigan's flaws. These are Illinois's flaws. These are Northwestern's flaws. But the truth be told, Adam, like at some point, Nebraska is going to have to just like this is a game where Nebraska can be disciplined, can take care of the football, and if they do that, they're going to win tonight.
1: So I'm with you. I'm always hesitant to declare the sixth game of the year the biggest mm-hmm. game of the year, even though that's absolutely what it feels like. I'm always hesitant to point out other teams' flaws because we have our own. Here's here's yeah. my justification. It's game day, and I don't have to be rational. I'm absolutely. not gonna let facts get in the way of a good story. Absolutely. And I'm gonna and
0: choose the facts I want to pay attention to. Hey, absolutely. So rational. And and let's I mean, one, one true thing that, that we can talk about is that Illinois is not the Illinois of, of last year, right? Like this mm-hmm. is this is not a team that has Chase Brown at running back. They have Reggie Love, who is uh, questionable to go tonight. He missed last game. Uh, against uh, against Purdue, and, and he's their starting running back. He has over 230 yards, but I think you also look at, all right, 230 yards for Illinois' number one running back through four games? That's kind of surprising after we're so accustomed to seeing Chase Brown run all over group of five in the non-con and then Big Ten West defenses in previous years. And I heard right before I, I joined you, you were talking about Luke Altmeier It's that five touchdowns, seven interceptions performance. Like, He's going to give Nebraska's defense chances. It's just, can Nebraska's defense take those chances? And then in turn, can their offense convert it into points?
1: Absolutely. Uh, I'm 100% with you. And one final thought on why I think this game is so important. Um, We've only really played one good team so far this year. No Mm -hmm. disrespect to Minnesota. I don't think they're that good. And obviously we should have won that game. I won't digress. It's 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 <laughs> it's, it's upbeat game day. We're not yeah. going to talk about negative things here. Okay, you want a rational Adam character? Don't talk to me the day of or the day after a game. <laughs> talk to me the other 5 days of the week. There you go. <laughs> okay. I'm irrational those 2 days and I'll admit it. So, but my thought is, we've only played one actually good football team so far and if we can't emerge 500 Yeah. From that early on schedule, and you, you talk about our – it doesn't look good for the rest of the year is my point, but you talk about the rest of our schedule, Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue, Michigan State. And, mm-hmm. again, they're going to all look at us and be like, yeah, we should beat Nebraska. Well, we should beat them, vice versa. I get all that. Maryland looks, like, actually pretty good. We'll learn more about yeah. them versus Ohio State. You want to be good, put a tongue of Viola quarterback. Seems to work out for most teams. Then you got Wisconsin and Iowa, man. You know, I don't know what to make of Iowa, but that's a topic for another day. Talk to me about this—the quarterback situation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Once again, no starter is declared, and I know for a fact—I can't divulge who. I know for a fact the quarterbacks don't know until about a couple hours before the game who's starting. Okay, and I have from a very reliable source. Now, a week ago, they kind of knew who was starting because Harburg took ninety percent of the reps in practice. But as far as it actually being declared, they don't—they don't even know themselves until leading up to game time. But my question for you is. Okay, because there is speculation Jeff Sims might get a chance. Yeah, if Jeff Trotts out there, Heinrich Har- uh, Harber's Trots out there. What are your thoughts on who starts, how that might affect the psyche of the team and or potentially the fans' reaction?
0: I think I think we'd be surprised to see Jeff Sims just because we haven't heard a whole lot about his his recovery and and his progress there at times. I think, however, there's no justification or argument as to why jeff sims shouldn't start like everybody wants to and this is something like i've i've kind of changed my my opinion on over the last couple of weeks everybody wants to talk about the minus 6 turnover margin everybody wants to talk about how poor he played and maybe some bad decisions against minnesota and colorado and all that can be can be truthful it can be factual it can be realistic i understand that however there was parts of me that really wanted to see Jeff Sims against those two opponents in Northern Illinois and Louisiana tech. I would have loved to see Jeff Sims in that against those types of programs, Michigan. You kind of, I don't want to say scratch it, chalk it up. Just forget about the Michigan game. Nebraska was out of it. I felt like just from a, and, and Adam, you were in the stadium too, from an energy you know, standpoint and, and just the way that the, the feeling was in the stadium. It felt like Nebraska was out of that game. As soon as Michigan took the field, Michigan came in and and basically, uh, you know, did their business and then dipped in in a real quick fashion. And so I think when you look at Illinois, it's a poor defense. You mentioned that uh, Ryan Walters is now at Purdue. They now they hired internally and promoted internally for their old defensive backs coach to now be their defensive coordinator. And they've struggled. They lost the the number five overall pick on the outside in in Devon Witherspoon to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, fifth overall in the draft in April. And I think you look at Nebraska's quarterback position, though, as has either one truly separated themselves from the other? And I think your answer is no. Like, yes, Heinrich Harburg has won you two games, has helped you win two games. And in those two games, he held onto the ball and for the most part made some good decisions. He also made some bad decisions that got bailed out and turned into positive plays because of the defensive, ma- defensive side of things for the other team making bad decisions. Those things can happen no matter who the quarterback is. So I think when you look at the quarterback discussion and you wonder who's going to start tonight for Nebraska, I lean towards Heiner Carberg because you have that continuity. But I also wouldn't be entirely shocked if Jeff Sims started because we know that Jeff Sims is this staff's guy. It's the guy that they took out of the transfer portal in the offseason. And they might have some loyalty to him to say, you know what? Yes, you made some poor decisions in those first two games, but because of your injury, you don't lose that starting job. That's my thought on this. And so when you look at this quarterback conversation, Heinrich Harburg certainly made it a conversation. Now, I think we could talk about in-game if Matt rule and company decide to stick with Jeff Sims, if he continues to show poor decision-making, if he continues to turn the ball over, if he continues just to struggle overall, then we can have kind of this quarterback controversy on whether or not Matt rule and Marcus Satterfield and the staff are making the right call.
1: I do think there's something to be said. And that's what Matt, I want Harburg to start. I do. Mm-hmm. I want the quarterback who's taking care of the ball just to smidge better. Wonderful. I And yeah, Harburg's, yeah, Harburg's made mistakes too. Uh, Sims were a little bit more noticeable. To be to be fair, though, the I don't know how much we've learned the past three games because you face you know two non-power five teams and Western Kentucky took it to La Tech last night. I didn't even watch after halftime. It was like thirty-five-seven. <laughs> they came back. Okay, and La, then La
0: Tech made it a game. Did they they the, La what Tech the made it a score? game. I, I didn't see what? the final score. I saw that at one point I think with a, like two or three minutes left in the ball game, Louisiana Tech was down thirty-five twenty-eight. But yes, your your point still wow. stands. All right. That's what I get for not, you know, paying
1: attention to the whole second half and then talking (laughs) about a game. Anyways, I won't do that with Nebraska. Don't worry. Uh, But what do you learn from Harvard Mm -hmm. going against Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech with all due respect? Then the other end of the spectrum to a team that shuts everybody down, which is Michigan, although we could have done better. So it's hard to know what you've learned. My thought process is this because there is a perception game. There is a buy-in game and I don't want to say game but there's things that are happening beyond just who's playing better on the field like if you trot Harburg out there to start nobody's gonna bat an eye if he doesn't play well and you bring Sims in people are going to be ex- ex- more excited to see Sims if I think you so trot too. Sims out there there's immediate trepidation and then the moment if he has to come out you bring Harburg out I feel like Jeff Sims has now been buried what are your thoughts on that mentality of yep. your Matt Rule trying to decide who the starting quarterback is tonight?
0: I think I think it's you have to, it's a fine line though because I completely understand where you're coming from. I think it's a fine line and it's it's tough. There's no perfect way to go about it because if this staff truly believes that Jeff Sims is the better quarterback and better option tonight, and he's fully healthy, well then for the good of Nebraska's program, I hope. Like these are the guys that are getting paid the millions of dollars and the hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and stuff to make those calls, and so just as much as they need to make the right call, they will have to answer and and explain their decision making in in the right format and and in the right time in due time. So I think it's it's difficult because you don't want to operate, and I'm not saying the staff does this. You don't want to operate out of fear, maybe, or or just concern that. Yeah, listen, we think Jeff Sims is the better option, but we're going to play Heinrich Harburg because we don't want to put ourselves in a possible situation where we have that narrative. So I think that's where it's such a fine line, and there's no you know, cookie-cutter way to go about this, especially in this situation when you bring in this guy through the transfer portal. You have multiple quarterbacks that leave for whatever reason, right? And now it turns out that the guy you brought in might not be the best one on the roster. And so it's it's a really really fine line, and and kind of just a it's a thing you kind of got to tiptoe around, I think, because you don't want to operate out of fear, but you also don't want to make the wrong call and find everybody sitting yourself included sitting there after the game and saying, "Man, if we would have handled this differently, the result might have been different as well."
1: There's several ways to look at that. I could argue if Harburg starts versus Minnesota, we're three and three and two right now there's an mm-hmm. argument to be made for that potentially there's also the old Tommy Fraser book Behringer you don't Absolutely. lose your starting job as you mentioned earlier to an injury I think for me and like I think you said it earlier as well nobody's made themselves the clear-cut starter so I think for me I would go with Harburg and then mm-hmm. if necessary bring in Sims because the other way around could cause much more issues not just Absolutely. outside the locker room but maybe even inside the locker room but I got one more question for you and I pose this Oh, I think in the video I put out Monday morning, will Nebraska, when will Nebraska truly be competitive again? And I brought up Jeff Sims because this is a guy, he, he's a freak athlete. He is. He's big, tall, fast, strong. He's all those things. If Harburg starts, right now we have run, one running back we truly trust, and that, that's fairly obvious by the way, you know, moving Josh Fleeks in there, and maybe he yeah. becomes the number two guy that we trust as well. But, man, if Sims isn't playing quarterback, I don't want his, I don't want his butts on the sideline if he's healthy. Could he be in that running back rotation? We have no deep threat down the field right now from the wide receiver position. Big, tall, fast, strong, athletic guy. I don't know if he can catch. We can figure that out. Could he help us at the wide receiver position? What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on not moving him all over the field because that becomes too complicated? You Absolutely. want things to be simple for an athlete, but just finding another spot, whether it's receiver, running back, that he could help us, uh, help us out at. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I, I would lean towards a- another running option, right? You have two guys that somewhat do similar things and, and fit into what Marcus Satterfield and Mar- Matt Rule say. I make that very clear, say what they want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that in mind, I, I think the conversation that remember we were all having prior to Minnesota prior to the season was Jeff Sims is a starter and Hey, just to provide a, a little bit of a spark or a different element, have it to where Heiner Carberg's on the field at times. We saw it in Minnesota where Heiner Carberg was a tight end. He lined up as a tight end. Mm-hmm. He caught a pass against Minnesota in the first game of the year. Similar kind of thought process to to Jeff Sims here. I, I agree with you. He's got the body. He's got the the, the things you can't teach in, ter- in, ter- in terms of size and speed and athleticism. Now, I would be a fan and I would be, you know, encouraged if Nebraska's staff decided to run out a couple packages. Like, remember the conversations we all had with Adrian Martinez and Luke McCaffrey it feels mm-hmm. it would feel eerily similar to that, to where it's hey, have a couple packages where once again though, Adam, like it, it relies on your offensive line a little bit, but everybody in the stadium knows that one of those guys are running, and figure out a creative way to get those guys the ball in their hands, and and make it as simple as possible. And so, I'm I'm right there with you. I I don't want. I don't want Jeff Sims and an athlete like Jeff Sims sitting on the bench and vice versa. Like we've seen the athletic ability Heiner Harburg even has to where whatever the ending situation is, figure out a way to incorporate them both because Nebraska's offense needs a spark. They don't have a, they don't have a Trey Palmer on, on the bench or excuse me on the, on the perimeter this year that can take a top off of the defense every single time. Um, they don't, they don't have a, a running back right now that has breakaway speed there's got to be a way that Nebraska needs to generate some sort of spark on offense. And if that's going to involve having two quarterbacks out there at one time, then so be it. Just figure out a way to hold onto the ball and and be disciplined. And I think if they do that, then this is, this is a team that can make a bowl game. The only problem is, is I think there were a lot of, of Husker fans and myself included here that walked away from that Louisiana Tech game specifically and especially that Michigan game feeling, oh boy, this could either go one of two ways. They can figure it out. If Jeff Sims is healthy, then they have a quarterback conversation. If they if they can't figure it out, this could be another three and nine, four and eight type of year.
1: All right, man, last question. Then we got to go pay some bills. Score prediction. Who you got winning tonight?
0: I think Nebraska gets it done. I, I think um, with Reggie Love being questionable, I, I think even if he plays, he won't be 100%. Um, hasn't had that great of a year, even in the through the four games that he has played. Altmaier, we talked about it, uh, five touchdowns, seven picks. I think Nebraska's defense actually gets two off of Luke Altmaier tonight. I think uh, Nebraska's hopefully going to be able to run with their quarterback. Illinois' defensive line, they have a Newton on the defensive line that's really talented, could have been mm-hmm. a first or maybe even second-round pick in the NFL draft. Had a really tough start to the season so far. Um, just that defense has not looked Illinois fighting Illini-esque that we saw under Brett Bielema the last last two years. I think Nebraska gets it done. I think it's a low-scoring game. I think it's probably a pretty ugly game, too. And I think Nebraska wins this one
1: 24-17. All right, all right. I appreciate you taking the time to join me, my friend. Appreciate it, Adam. Ladies and gentlemen. Yep, thank you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.